Welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, where we watch the movies that one or both of us have never seen and talk about how it looks as a new viewer instead of someone that grew up with something and just thinks it's great and never yeah. questioned it. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Kinez. And for those of you out there in radio land or podcast land where this is not a mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube or TikTok... Uh, I got my dog, Lady Grimm, and she's sitting on my lap. She is accounted for. Mm-hmm. Enough about her, though. Let's talk yes. about the movie. Today, we're going to be watching Ghostbusters, which I have more or less never seen. Okay. I I mean, it really... It, it's, a, it's a movie that's hard to get away from. Mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine you know, like, bits yeah. of terminology, even. A um, lot of visuals kind of come to my head yeah. about the different... Yeah, like the different. Right. I don't want. Really, I guess characters. I guess they're ghosts. I don't know. Yeah, or whatever they are. It, it's a. Uh, it's like a doughboy type thing, right? Oh, Walking oh, down the streets. Is, um, that, is, is that is that is that Ghostbusters? A, or am I mixing yeah, that yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a, the doughboy, but it. the Pillsbury dough. It's yeah. like a white Ish, fluffy yeah. thing. Yeah, like a, ma- a big mascot. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a green. Oh uh, yeah, slimy thing. Slimer. Well, because like I, it, it's so funny because like so Slimer. Oh, it is Slimer. Okay. Oh, sorry. Shit. No, 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 no. no. It's, like, it's all ringing a bell. Yes, no, yeah. you're not ruining anything. I, um, well, I think also if you had any high C as a child. It was, yes. It was on juice boxes. Yeah. yeah. So how are you going to go away from that? Right. Also, I mean, because like the animated series was pretty big. The animated series I was. I ever saw um, that. Yeah. I, I don't know when that was really hmm. um, a thing, but toys galore. I had literally yeah. all of them. Um, I had a lot of guy friends always, so like yeah. I'd seen the toys, yeah, and right. I had a brother too, so um. yeah, and um, but like I think there's a lot of that, so so it's very interesting because you probably do know like bits of it, but I think the best part of the movie is like the individual jokes, like I I just think it's it's so we got we got, funny. We got Bill Murray, yes. Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. and then who's the third Musketeer? Harold Ramis. May he rest. Right, right, right. Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Killer cast. Yeah. I I will say this is probably up there. Um, okay. My favorite movies of mine. Um. Well, I mean, we'll see. I I'm I'm very excited for you to watch it because, yeah. like, I personally think that the pacing in the movie is is phenomenal. Like, okay. it's something that I look towards. I and I think also like since you write. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's it's a good thing to watch too because okay. it, it really makes you like wow okay, I because yeah. there are so many times this is a movie where I'll I'll put it on mm. and then oh, oh, you know what I'm just gonna watch like the first fifteen minutes twenty minutes of it and then I end up watching, watching the, the entire thing. thing because of the pacing. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah if it yeah. like sucks you in. So okay, I have full disclaimer. I have mm-hmm. seen clips here and there because Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's an inescapable movie it's a huge part of culture like Mm -hmm. one of this is one of the bigger cultural movies yeah well actually i think most we've done so far are pretty up there but this has been around for a while everyone knows what the ghostbuster car looks like what the Mm -hmm. costumes look like Like, you know what i mean like it's just so in culture i did attempt to i kind of sat through a screening 
But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is all going to make sense of why I feel like I have not seen this movie. I was in Atlanta visiting my friend Casey, who you met earlier Mm -hmm. this year, and she was in town. And we were at an outdoor screening, which is always challenging under any circumstances. Because most people have seen these movies before. And um, they're talking and they're drinking and whatever. We were uh, somewhere in Atlanta and... It also happened to be the day that Michael Jackson died. Oh, my God. <laughs> so wow. I'm not saying Thriller was occasionally playing in the background, but I'm not saying it wasn't. And I yeah. think everybody, because he had literally, this had all just unfolded hours before. This mm-hmm. is like when we were going back to the car, people were dancing to like, you know, Dirty Diana yeah. and like Pretty Young Thing. and blasting out of the Yeah, it was like a mass morning, if you will, mm-hmm. in, in very few ways that I've seen happen again. And, um, it's true. Like it really was like a moment in time. And so there was just so much cacophony and chaos surrounding my one attempt to actually sit down. Cause I remember really trying to focus on the movie, mm-hmm. but it's just, uh, my, my brain couldn't cause it was just, there's too much going on. Right. And I'm very happy that you said that the pacing is good because I remember being a little, you know, when you're watching a movie and you're not enjoying it and you can't figure mm-hmm. out if it's because you can't figure out what's happening or if it's because the, the king of pop just died and everyone won't shut up. And yeah. you're like, I don't understand this scene because I missed the past three scenes. Like I right. couldn't jump. It was not an easy movie to just jump into scenes when they were on. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if it was going to be one of those movies. Like I was, ex- I'm excited to watch it. I'm more excited though, having heard your review because mm-hmm. yeah, I've never had a good, t- I, I love the idea of outdoor screenings. I think they're, it, it's such a great fun idea. Communal, you know, yeah. as we've talked about, I do love watching movies with people. But I, ne- I, I cannot imagine going to one of these and not having seen it already. Because, yes. Because I learned the hard way through this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fuck, are there ants on me? And, you know, like... But I will say, though, I think craft? the older a movie is, the louder it's going to be audience-wise. Mm-hmm. Because I did in Denver, when I used to live there, I did see The Social Network on yeah. some outdoor screening thing. And it was delightful. I mm-hmm. could see every scene. Because well, I, right. it was only a year old, I think. It was like newly released mm-hmm. to DVD or whatever the screening device was. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people were probably in my shoes where it's like, oh, the social network. Who's Andrew yeah. Garfield? Oh, that yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, all grown up now. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like with Ghostbusters, Michael Jackson died in 2009. So this was easily, what, over 20 years old mm-hmm. by this point? Right. You know, most people, I was probably the only one that hadn't seen Ghostbusters in this, like, I want to say it was near Piedmont Park if you're in Atlanta, but I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It was near the CNN yeah. building. That much I remember. So yeah, I was probably the only one Didn't hanging out di- there. He died in like June, right? June of 2009. Yeah, so yeah. I think, and I also think, you know, when... And summers mm-hmm. around, people are like, "Shit, I'm gonna." And and yeah, and, and I, I will say, I would probably guess at least eighty percent people have already seen probably it. Probably even and higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like any of the screens that I've gone to, I'm like, oh, like Back to the Future or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like. I could recite this word for word or whatever. Right, like, and a lot right. of people do. It's kind of annoying. Like being at a concert and somebody's singing. 
Right. Or saying the punchline as it happens. Or punchline. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're like, wait, I didn't actually hear the punchline right. because I heard you right. saying it with your dumb voice and not, you know, <laughs> Harold Ramis's voice. Right. right. Um, I want the Ramis. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I think this one's great. And I what I, what I like about it, too, is that it has a certain amount of spookiness. Okay. But not, but like. But it's more of a comedy a f- than a horror movie, right? It's not horror. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It is uh, rel- relatively child friendly, like horror, you know? So it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not gory or anything. Right, it, right. It, 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 it shows people in peril, but nothing, uh, nothing violent. Or... Well, you see that in The Lion King, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. And it, 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 it's, 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 or lions in peril. My bad. I was specious. I was making lions be like people. (laughs) But I mean, maybe, maybe it doesn't. I'm, I'm also a person who watched this at three years old. Mm. Maybe it doesn't hold up. I could could be completely wrong. It does. Because I feel like BuzzFeed or some similar listicle place would have been like, here's all the reasons why Ghostbusters does not hold up now. Like they do for every episode of Friends or something. Like that would have happened like five years ago. So there's something interesting about Ghostbusters that I realized as I got older. Hmm. And I'll share that with you after once we watch, we watch it. it. Once we, I finally watch it. Yes, once you finally watch it. And it kind of it doesn't taint it for me, but it's like, oh, that's an interesting thing that mm. really makes it of its time in some way. But that's, okay. But that's take, after seeing it a million take times. Boat. That's almost every movie. Yes. You know, every movie, whether it's like uh, from the 30s, from the 80s, or even from 10 years ago, is going to have things where, like, thank goodness it hasn't aged well, because that means we're progressing as a society. So instead of getting retroactively mad Mm -hmm. at um, throwaway jokes or even some, like, interesting plot points, it's from a historical perspective, it's interesting Mm -hmm. to study why this happened. Sure and how we moved on from it and mm-hmm. like I, I don't know uh i'd rather be intellectual about it and yeah. try to dissect it versus be like how dare they not know better than what right. culture told them to know better it's, about but i don't know what this is about yeah. so maybe i'm gonna be real mad when it's I come something back. like I don't super know. offensive it's like just of its time yeah yeah there there's i don't want to give too much okay. away but yeah you'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about it yeah well, yeah. then, okay, then. Let's okay. finally watch it since yes. we're on the tip of your tongue and we don't want to tease anymore. Right. So I don't want to give too much away. Awesome. And then ruin, ruin it for you. Okay. So we're going to be right back mm-hmm. and I will have seen Ghostbusters. So mm-hmm. buckle up, hang on to your seats and all those metaphors. Yes. Um, <laughs> hold on to your hats and glasses. Hold on to your hats and glasses and say your prayers. <laughs> we're just going to kill Wow. Wow. You're killing our audience. Please don't do that. Say um, your prayers. We're going to watch Ghostbusters now. BRB. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And we're back. I Um, have seen Ghostbusters now. Yes, you have. I know who I'm going to call. Um... Yeah, there's actually a, there's actually a joke in the second movie that I was gonna make, but I'm not gonna say okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he man, he man, he man. You'll get it uh, eventually if we watch the second one. All right. But yeah, you watched it. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yes, I did. This is uh, for me. It's like a huge <laughs> one. So okay. 
I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think it's so far the favorite movie that I... Because Avatar and Wizard of Oz, I think, so far, are the ones that I have not seen. You're right. Oh, and Coming, yes. to, and coming to America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I... Um, yeah, I think I liked it. We know we I liked it better than Avatar. That's not even a question. Uh, but, like, yeah, I think I like this one more than both Coming to America and Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say. I mean, I like the other two a lot, too. But I think I like this one more. Yeah. That's yeah probably the correct answer. I, yeah. uh, from my, my, I from my opinion. I passed. You passed. I passed. Yes. If, I understand why it has a stranglehold on culture. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, I don't have any objections. Yeah, exactly. It's not, um, yeah, it's something, I, I think there's certain things from this time period that uh, they do have staying power. And the reason why they have staying power is that they have a whole mythology already baked into it. Mm-hmm. Like there's, oh, it's this fantasy world and it's like, right. Uh, you know, fantasy in, in a real world setting. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have a question about that because mm-hmm. it felt like there was a lot of different species of ghosts mm-hmm. and they happened to kind of like, uh, possess like gargoyles and people. Yeah. So like, is that part of the mythology you're, you're sort of right. talking? Cause it didn't feel like your classic Casper. Yeah. You so, know, or like the prom queen that died on the bridge in every small town. Like it felt, Mm-hmm. Like there's green ghosts, there's old lady ghosts that turn into demons. Like it felt so they yeah. na- they named those two different ghosts mm-hmm. specifically. Ectos, um, right? One's an ecto, the green so, one. Right? So there's one of uh, free floating vapor that is Slimer. Oh, okay, it's it's an insane amount of jargon that they actually, which is incredible. I mean, I like yeah. devil in the details, but I was a little not lost, but kind of like, right. okay, okay, okay. What are the rules of this world? So, and then there's one, a full torso floating apparition. That was the mm. library ghost. Right. Right. And that's what Ray. So there's actually one of my favorite piece of media from ghostbusters is, is the, uh, the video game. That came out for the Wii and mm-hmm. for the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And they have something... And they mentioned it briefly in Ghostbusters. They had something called the Tobin Spirit Guide. And in that video game, you could actually see what different type of ghost. And you could like check them off on a list mm-hmm. when you play the game. Oh, that's cool. You can like learn as you play. Right. It's so, like an education game. <laughs> yeah. So I so that's, that's what I think is kind of cool about about it is that there are different types of ghosts some mm-hmm. when we're talking about the gargoyles like yeah. those are actually ancient beings from uh from uh, sumerian okay. they're sumerian ancient beings mm-hmm. so those aren't even ghosts those aren't dead people those are okay interdimensional uh gods they're gods yeah because the thing that felt yeah. like there's like a whole religion or cult thing uh going on too so i was mm-hmm. like oh that's interesting gods are coming the key holder and yeah key, all that stuff um okay that clarified not that i was super confused but mm-hmm. when you're dropped into a world that you're not familiar with like you're not going to catch every rhyme and reason mm-hmm. to all the things no so, of course okay that makes way more sense I, again um, i've seen it a million times so <laughs> that's why I, yeah i mean ever since i was a kid i was like obsessed with it so um, it's it's definitely this movie is definitely worth a rewatch mm-hmm. as well, you know. Even watching it, rewatching it to you know earlier yeah. today, I was like, "Oh wow, there's so much. It's so 
dense. It's such a dense world. Yeah, and we were talking really briefly as we were setting up uh, just that the humor of it is so dry, So mm-hmm. there's which I love, but there's going to be a lot of like blink and you miss it kind of like one-liners. Yeah. So I look forward to re-watching it one day and catching mm-hmm. some things that I... Now that I'm acclimated into this world too, like just right, it's one of those movies that I, I can see myself appreciating the more I watch. Yeah, exactly. There's there's so many, yeah, very minuscule things. Even so, like you, so we start off, and I really like how they kind of with the Columbia, even the Columbia um, logo mm-hmm. or whatever. We start. It starts getting like eerie with the mm. music and everything. Like I, I do think that they laid down, like there's like a cold open to the movie in the library with the librarian and everything. Mm-hmm. And it does. I think it does a great job of like setting the kind of tone. It was uh, well done. For. I have to say that besides when Scavorni Weaver was a gargoyle or whatever, mm-hmm. and she jumped at one point. That wasn't great special effects, but mm-hmm. honestly, the rest of it really was. Yeah. I was surprised at how much it didn't feel super aged in a weird yeah. way. Like, of course, special effects have come a long way, but mm-hmm. for the 80s, this was pretty good. And honestly, like the cartoonishness of it, I liked. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't need things to be like gruesome or like hyper realistic Mm -hmm. you know i mean it wasn't even that unrealistic for like paranormal stuff but like Mm -hmm. comparing avatar which (laughs) i guess we're just going to talk about it every episode but it's like that the special effects didn't do anything for me even though they were more state-of-the-art there was something very charming and timeless about these special effects i'm like oh that's a really good all the library cards flying or like the you know the the old lady ghost like that i'm like this is well done i like it i like it like this doesn't other than that one time where the the gargoyle jumped you know yeah. I was like, okay that's pretty bad but the rest of it I was like yeah it was yeah, yeah. when you get into the stuff anything stop motion animation i mm-hmm. and you know at that time yeah there wasn't any way that they could get around it so i yeah it's definitely understandable um but yeah i think even the whole proton the the proton packs like the the beam that they mm-hmm. had i think looks great i mm-hmm. think that's very like it's a great yeah. effect and and yeah they there's a lot of like practical effects there's a lot of makeup and yeah. you know which is really kind of fun it didn't age bad yeah i think that's yeah. what i'm trying to say like it did right. not age poorly so yeah i was into it yeah and then uh pretty early on we we start getting into you know the the different characters who's your favorite ghostbuster so when i was a kid it was peter vinkman can you tell me the real actor that's uh that will be bill murray okay and then uh, but now it's egon which is harold ramus harold ramus is my favorite yeah for sure he is so funny so (laughs) funny in this movie because he's just so matter of fact yeah in a way that's not overselling it that makes it to me, the funniest, which mm-hmm. going against Bill, not that Harold Ramis is any slouch, but like him going yeah. against Bill Murray and, 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 and to my yeah. opinion, like in my opinion, like sometimes stole the show from him. Like that's like, yeah, oh, that's a big deal. Like that's not nothing. No, absolutely. Because his, it, it's weird because it, they're both dry, but dry in very different ways. Very different. Way. Well, because Bill uh, Murray borders on... Like, he's not actually creepy because he mm-hmm. doesn't... 
take up demon Scaborny Weaver's advances. Yeah, so he like he, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he could have been so much worse, especially for the eighties. Yes. Um, but he could be a little schmucky. I think that's mm-hmm. the way I'd kind of put it. Like yeah. He was just kind of a schmuck, like the guy that you don't want hitting on you. Like he just, yeah. his personality, like that's just, right. Nah, nah. Absolutely. No, I totally get that. And, um, I think they I think they show that pretty pretty fast into mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. they show uh, Bill Murray doing that uh, experiment mm-hmm. with uh, the psychic. <laughs> I've never seen playing cards that has shapes on it and not yeah. like eight of clubs or whatever. Right, I know that I was think... impressive anyway. But yeah, this... I think that was your favorite special effect, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yep. It was. Uh, but yeah, we kind of get. You know, he's trying to, like, obviously get a date from the girl. And torture the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's kind of a goofball in that way. And and then you see Ray. He comes in. He, some of his first lines, he's talking about there's a, um, you know, there's a ghost at the library. Which one's Ray? Sorry. Ray is uh, Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I'm very bad at names. So, after one watch of a movie, I'm not going to retain it, Okay. I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. For the rest of the (laughs) podcast, I'm going to just say the actor's name from now on. Because I'm a dumbass. I'm sorry, audience, if you know better. It's okay. It's okay. It's. it's Yeah, because Dan Aykroyd was the more neurotic kind of one. Yeah. And he was, I think of him, he was probably, yeah, he was definitely the one who, he's a little bit more, clue, like, he's not as street smart as I. He's as, more innocent. Yeah, yeah, he's very innocent. Yeah, like he's very child. More, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very childlike. You got Egon, he is just all about facts, figures. That's Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold okay. Ramis. Sorry. Oh, I, can, um, I yeah. might be able to learn um, this as we talk. Okay, and then Bill Murray is obviously that. Yeah, so we go into... The library, mm-hmm. and it's getting a little spooky in there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's getting spooky in there. And they tour around. One of my favorite lines is there was a book, there were books stacked up in, in one of the aisles. And, you know, uh, Egon or uh, Harold and uh, Dan Thank you. Thank you. Uh, are looking at it and they're like analyzing it. And they're like, wow. Look at the look at this huge stack of books, and Bill Murray is just like, oh yeah, because no human would be able to stack any books. Cool, let's go. Uh, like I just I just love that. Like he's kind of trolling them the whole yeah, time. Right, yeah, right, right. And then we and then we finally see a, a ghost. You know the ghost that demon. <laughs> yeah, and it gets. Pretty I didn't see scary. that coming. I, that was a surprise. Oh, good. I'm you glad. know what's different about this movie, unlike Wizard of Oz, and even Avatar, because we kind of we knew there was going to be colonialism themes, I think to it. And then like with coming to America, I didn't really know the plot, but I kind of understood it was about royalty and something along those lines. I, besides busting ghosts, I didn't know anything about this movie weirdly, even though I've seen parts of it. I, the plot points were, it's not remember wizard of Oz. I was like, Oh yeah. Tornado. And then sepia color to technicolor and blah, blah, blah. Like I kind of had all the plot points for the most part. I didn't know the plot points of this. So this was like the first time where I'm like genuinely not sure what's happening in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like nothing was spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. like amazing. Cause this is such a huge iconic movie. So I'm like, how did this not get spoiled for me? I mean, it's not that I didn't think it was going to end badly. I thought it was going to be like a happy ending, but yeah, I didn't see the plot points coming, yeah. which was delightful. 
that's yeah, hard that's to good. do when you haven't seen a movie that most people saw 30 plus years ago. Right. And it's been out for so long, you'd think that more of that would have gotten ruined for sure. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, we have ghosts and they get, sci- you know, they get some science out of it. They get some readings about it. And that's how they're able to develop the equipment mm-hmm. uh, to become Ghostbusters. They get fired. Yeah, so, okay, so they're kind of considered quacks. Yes. But it's also a world that accepts ghosts as mostly real? Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to find what the temperature was, because they were reporting about it on the news, like it could have been psychosomatic, like it's being reported, so more and more people are seeing ghosts, yeah. but it's probably in their heads. But it also wasn't like the gaslighty paranormal trope of being like ghosts aren't real you're mm-hmm. just tired taking a you know like how like most yeah. horror movies start out with like a person thinking that they're being the voice of reason but in reality they're gaslighting the protagonist yeah. that has seen a ghost you know so like it was interesting world like i like the mm-hmm. world of this where it was like it's a little ridiculous but it's not out of the scope of reality in this world mm-hmm. is yeah. that is that the right temperature did yeah. i pick up on that I, right I think in it, you know, when they discovered that ghost, that's like everybody always has ghost stories. Yeah, and I think that's the world that they honestly do live in. Mm-hmm. Is like there are ghost stories out there. There are people who have seen ghosts, but this is the first time where it's actually like causing problems, and there's actually somebody that could tangibly take them. But then there's a lot of people who are skeptics, which you'll see later on. Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. there's people that think that it's just light show and that they're... Sure. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's a relatively new thing. And, and yeah, when, I mean, when they get kicked out, they're already just... Because I think it's Columbia that they're, they're at, um, Columbia University. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they say it necessarily in the movie, but... Uh, when when they get kicked out, you know, they cite Bill Murray's methods, scientific methods, where he's a poor scientist. Mm-hmm. He, his conclusions are, you know, paper thin at best. And mm-hmm. and I, I don't think it's any... I, I think his... I think he brought down the group, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always the cocky person that kind of ruins it for them all. And he was definitely yeah. the, the cocky character. Yeah. And he, will. and obviously with that test, that was very poor scientific. Oh yeah. Um, because he, because the, the guy actually got it right one time. Mm-hmm. He got it oh, right. Yeah. So it was actually was working. Like, mm, no, no, he <laughs> yeah. still zapped yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but he gets kicked out. Uh, so they, when they get kicked out, they have to find, a way to pay for everything mm-hmm. and they take out a third mortgage yeah. on a dilapidated house that was in Dan Aykroyd's family for decades. Yeah. Which I had a question about. I get it. People make bad financial decisions. People fall on hard times, but like if it's been in the family for so long, how did they owe so much on it still? Oh no, they took out. So I think what it is, they took out a loan against it. Yeah, a third mortgage against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm surprised other mortgages weren't already paid off if they had. had oh, it for yeah, that long. for sure. That's more what, like the point. I'm, and yeah. it looks very dilapidated when they went to it. Unless I'm thinking oh, of a different building. So no, that wasn't their. That oh, that was the firehouse. So yeah, that was okay. So that's a different okay. place. Yeah. Okay yeah, then. Yeah. So his his house was okay. I got a little confused about that, mm-hmm. but okay. All yeah. Right. So ba- so basically, it was the house that he grew up in. 
they put it on the market, or or they didn't put they it on the market. Loan, they yeah. took out a loan against it. Nineteen percent, which is insane, fucked up, insane. And I think uh, they did the calculation. It's like seventy thousand or ninety thousand, uh, just on interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, just interest in a year. So Ooh. very bad deal. But and <laughs> and and Dan Aykroyd, I I think. My reading is that he was probably like a rich kid, though, because mm. um, even when he uh, because like there's two things that make me think that because the place is obviously a shithole, the the firehouse. That's a shithole. And then also the Ecto, what it became the Ecto one, that hearse. Yeah, I didn't ever know that was a hearse. Yeah, it's a hearse. I never yeah. put two and two together that that mm-hmm. was a hearse. So that yeah. was a fun little thing I got to learn. This is what I mean. A lot of this was not spoiled for me. That's great. Like, That's I awesome. was like, I didn't ever put two and two. I thought it was a station wagon. Like, I yeah. did not. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's very on brand. I like it. Yeah. So it's it's a hearse. And he bought it for 48 uh, forty eight hundred, uh, forty eight hundred, uh-huh. which in today's in 80, money, in eighties money, yeah. I, th- I looked it up. I think it's about thirteen thousand, and for something the that needs cars? brakes, brake pads, yeah. fuel pump, it's a definite fixer upper. Yeah. Um, I could probably go on Craigslist and find. I I did look into hearses at one time, but <laughs> um, of course I did. Of course you did. And. Yeah, they're a lot cheaper than that because they usually have a lot of miles on it too. And yeah. also there's been a lot of dead people in there. And there's not a big market for people like, ooh la la, I want to buy right. a hearse. That's my dream car. <laughs> yeah, I think he could have gotten a way better deal. So him complaining about that deal is very funny. But this kind of leads to one of the things that I did have in the preview review uh, that I had a little bit of a gripe with with this movie. I feel like this movie is kind of anti-government, uh, a little bit like reagan era e. Mm-hmm. In that there's two there's two things is that oh you don't know how it is in the private sector they actually expect results mm. there's that and then their biggest enemy is like the EPA okay <laughs> I had know. a question about that why was Mr Environmental so anti them did we get his backstory or did I miss it because he just there's felt like no a backstory. villain for no for yeah. being a villain's sake like it didn't feel like he had a real agenda besides wanting to be a villain well that's my criticism of it okay. is that they're they're just making Oh, this is what the EPA does. They yeah. go in and they just try so to create problems. they're kind of making fun of environmentalists, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that's necessarily like... It's subtle, but, but I was kind subtle. of wondering yeah. that, too. I was like, hmm, this is a weird... Because in the 1980s, I don't think people were talking about global warming. No. They were talking about some stuff, maybe save the Amazon. Save or the whales. Like, yeah. No but nukes. like, Yeah. And I'm only thinking of that from being like a 90s child and knowing that was in the mm-hmm. 90s. So I'm assuming there was some overlap. But like, um, yeah, that was, yeah, that read as like, huh, I wonder if that's just aged weirdly because we should care more about the environment with each passing decade. We, we run out of reasons to not care, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's actually factual, though, not just my opinion. But in the 80s, maybe that just felt like a fun, inconsequential department to poke fun at yeah yeah and I or think there was, was an agenda i don't know I, yeah i mean i think he kind of represents what we're talking about mm-hmm. people that are skeptical of mm. okay so people say that they've seen ghosts but it's just like a light show like mm-hmm. we don't know what's in there we don't because if because if you think about it their first interaction which was at the at the sedgwick hotel mm-hmm. with slimer the mm-hmm. green green ghost they trap it, mm-hmm. 
But they come out and it's fully trapped. Mm -hmm. The whole ballroom's fucked, but like Mm -hmm. everything is kind of already anything paranormal is not evident when they come out. So mm-hmm. I think that there is probably a lot of people who do question that. Cause I remember I like today when I watched it, I was like, would I have been skeptical? I think I would be right. I think I would, I right. would have personally been skeptical about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I, I think it's kind of interesting in that. Um, but you have to have a little like conflict and, and everything. It was an interesting opponent, though. I, I can think of a few different types of people that they could have made the villain, but... Mm-hmm. For sure. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I th- I think what it... Yeah, I think it's just... He's just standing for any skeptic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, yeah, and then we get into the... We get into the, uh, the new facility, and... I love Janine. That's the secretary. That's the secretary. She was fun. She yeah, is uh, and played by Annie Potts. I love her so much. And she, throughout the movie, and I don't know why, I don't think I realized, but she's hitting on Egon. The whole movie, she's uh, Harold Ramis. Yeah, Rainer's. she she's, was kind of coming on strong to him. Yeah. And he was so aloof to it. Yeah, because, you know, their first interaction, she's talking about, Oh, I like to read. Do you like to read? And his first response, and this is something that I probably would do in, in some cases. He's like, print is dead. Which was funny to hear in the 80s. Yeah. Because that became more of a thing with like online you know, yeah. stuff and magazines dying and things of yeah. that nature. So that felt very ahead of its time. Yeah, that was, I mean, I think he is, you know, he's an insane mm-hmm. genius. He's and, shutting her down too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And she asks, like, what do you what do you like to do? I like to collect spores, mold, That was and one fungus. of my favorite lines. I wrote that down. I yeah. collect spores, mold, and fungus. <laughs> huh? I'm like that you know, and you know what I like about that line so much? I've never heard it before. Yeah. It doesn't remind me of another response. Yeah. You know? Um it, it's just uh I love it when people are getting hit on and they inadvertently or otherwise give a borderline mm-hmm. creepy or bizarre yeah. response like it's my favorite thing and this felt like a very different approach to it so i loved it yeah i think i i, I love that interaction and i also like uh i also like bill murray's interaction uh when he says don't look at me with those bug eyes and immediately apologizes <laughs> and is like hey janine Hey, sorry about the whole bug eyes thing. But it like literally a second later. Yeah. Like it he didn't even Bill Murray's good at that, like changing yeah. directions within a beat. <laughs> yeah. He's good at that. Yeah. And th- that's one of the things about the movie though, too, is Bill Murray does improvise a lot of his lines. I this. read that that like most of the film was not as the script was. There was mm-hmm. at least one improv imp- improvised line in each scene. Yeah. Which is so interesting to me because if I'm getting this correctly, because I tried to read over a bunch of trivia, but like it's a mountain of trivia, so I didn't get to all of mm-hmm. it. But it sounded like Dan Aykroyd originally wrote it, but then Harold Ramis was brought in to like kind of fix some things about yes. it. And so it's so funny to me that like the two two of the main actors wrote it, and they're still having all the improv fun with it. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting, actually. To yeah, me. I mean, I think they all came up through Second City. Um, uh, I think Harold Ramis was in the uh, Toronto part, but um, yeah, um, and the other guys were Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, 
And obviously Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- what the original script was was definitely a lot more fantasy. Right, that's what it was. It was like a Dan lot Eckward. more involved, right? Like a lot. It was so they didn't even have proton packs in that version. They had wands. Mm-hmm. There was they're like magicians or whatever. That's nerdy. and they were supposed to go into different dimensions and trap different ghosts. So it was they had to simplify. So it's very funny because the characters that they play are the same way too. Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd is whoa ghost like let's mm-hmm. let's have this oh like oh crazy that's stuff. a good point and harold ramus is more scientific <laughs> yeah so he can't so when harold ramus came in he was like okay we're not doing any of that let's get some science in here and, and I, I he wasn't actually supposed to be the person playing it he just decided that he was the best for the role mm-hmm. and wanted to play it which yeah makes sense you know if you're writing something and something speaks to you do it but also if it's paralleling a real life experience, you might as well have both actors play yeah. those roles. Like that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And there's actually the house where they wrote this in, um, like in Hollywood or mm. something. And it's called the Ghostbusters house, oh. you know, just because that's where they, they literally just took time off from whatever they were doing and just stayed Locked in the house together yeah, and, and just worked, worked, worked. Uh, probably a lot of Coke. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Cause this, wasn't this also, who was it? Was it Bill Murray wasn't supposed to be in it? Because John Belushi John, was, was but he Belushi. passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think Dan, I, I remember my dad saying that like, he wasn't a Dan Aykroyd fan. I'm not coming for Dan Aykroyd. He's in my, one of my favorite movies, my girl. Mm-hmm. But my dad always thought he, Dan Aykroyd always rubbed my dad the wrong way. Like, and sure. some of it was because of when Jim Belushi died. Apparently he eulogized him or gave some kind of press release about how, He's like, well, we all do drugs, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out for him, or mm-hmm. something along those yeah. lines. That was kind of like, maybe not yeah. the greatest response, you know. For sure. um, I forget where I was going with that anecdote, but um, Dan Aykroyd's a little. I, I did write down a joke, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised you wrote a movie about ghosts and not aliens because he's a big believer in aliens right. like big believer in extraterrestrials so also he does come from a family that was into spiritualism in canada mm. so he actually um, both realms he he's into all of it yeah also i will say about the whole eulogy thing he has asperger's so, he does yeah he has asperger's i didn't know that oh um, that explains so much about yeah. him though him and Daryl Hannah. Yeah, those are the two big actors that have Asperger's. I know Daryl Hannah had that either. Yeah. Yeah, so huh. he has that. So I so That makes I would sense say... for how he presents things then. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I, I and if my dad were still alive, he'd be understanding, yeah. I think. Okay. Also out of context though, it's yeah. like, oh hmm. I'm also gonna say I'm not a big John Belushi fan. I've heard you say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he was very sexist. So yeah, I weirdly, super, yeah. despite being a big SNL fan, mm-hmm. I have a big gap in knowledge when it comes to John Belushi because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm way more familiar with probably the late 80s SNL sure. onward, especially yeah. the 90s. I kind of know every pocket of that. And then, of course, after Y2K, a lot of that, too. That mm-hmm. was still me growing up kind of era. So I, I just know Chris Farley was a big fan of John Belushi. Yeah. And they have a lot of parallels with their life. But, yeah. like, besides... Like, I've never even really seen Animal House yeah. in its entirety. I don't like it. I don't think I yeah. will... I think if I was going to like it... Like, I remember we were watching it in high school. 
and a girl who was super religious wanted to leave because she was offended. Mm-hmm. So we just turned it off. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And then we never ended up. Yeah. I never ended up seeing it again. So, but I don't remember being like, I remember being like, well, I'm kind of a good girl too, but I can watch media, but I also wasn't that mad either. And I never sought it out again. So mm-hmm. I must have not cared that much. Yeah. Right. It's that, that totally makes sense. Um, and then also another casting thing, uh, Eddie Murphy was supposed to play. I read um, that and they had Ernie, Winston. what's his name? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. He's one of those actors. I was looking at his IMDb and I'm like, I know I know this man and I literally comb through it. And Mm -hmm. he's been in so many things that I've seen, but I still couldn't place him. It's like, but he's like a working actor, like capital W, like 250 IMDb credits. Like it's insane. Yeah. Um, But like, didn't they condense the role because Eddie Murphy, why didn't they just have a fourth? Like, I don't, I know. Especially since he's black and Eddie Murphy's black. It's kind of like you, but also like shortening it, it almost does feel like he disappears out of nowhere. Kind of. Well, yeah, he just, uh, response to an ad yeah. yeah and he's he's talked about it too in interviews where he's like it's like this bittersweet thing where i'm a part of this like really cool mm-hmm. movie but like i didn't play the role i got in the first script i got mm, it yeah. was changed after i was signed on and yeah that's just unfortunate i mean three that is sucks. better than four i think for a a movie about heroes yeah so they should have just either done away with it or mm-hmm. kept him as a fourth musketeer like yeah. through and through i don't know why they had to condense him because yeah. he's a fine actor oh he's great uh in the second one he has a little bit okay. more of an equal role you know it, good it, good it is yeah i mean for whatever reason i think also i think they're just like probably bummed out that they didn't get eddie he was you they know, probably wrote it for eddie and yeah. didn't care about the role as much without eddie like mm-hmm. I, I get yeah. it sometimes it's not always like this terrible sinister prejudice thing but ooh, the optics of it are not great mm-hmm. yeah. they're not great <laughs> yeah for sure uh-uh. yeah and then uh and then so um so yeah we're uh and then we got introduced to scorny weaver's I situation i didn't totally realize she was in this movie yeah it was something when she appeared i was like what have you what have you seen her in because like the big movies that i know her from mm-hmm. are it's this an alien and aliens working girl Okay. Yeah. Have you seen that one? No. We should add that to the list. It's Melanie Griffith, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. an 80s mom classic. Um, oh, shoot. There's another one. I feel mm-hmm. like she popped up in... Because I've seen her around. I'm trying to think of like... I know I've missed some of her movies, obviously. But I feel like there's a big one I am just not thinking of. Have you seen Galaxy Quest? Mm-mm. Oh, she's great in that. Yeah. She's, she's becoming one. one of my favorite actresses though mm-hmm. like every time i see her i just love her before even avatar even though her character sucked mm-hmm. yeah i was much more comforted when she was on screen of course yeah you know and so it's just like i just i don't know i i like her a lot so i was pleasantly i think i vaguely like it sounded familiar when she came on screen i'm like oh right but i really did not remember who the female lead was like i mm-hmm. so i was like oh my god another scavorny weaver like we're only like six or seven movies in and getting yeah. her again yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she's definitely i i've always been a big fan of hers yeah she's it's hard not to like she's great and yeah this will be the scorny weaver podcast eventually <laughs> but yeah but I, I i like i do i like her character i do too you know? i don't really have a lot of objections to the yeah. character it was not like she felt she had a presence and i don't just mean that as an actress but mm-hmm. i mean like 
the character was pretty clear to me. She was strong and she was yeah. just struggling with like a paranormal situation. And she wasn't even like damsel in distress about Mm-mm. it. She was just kind of like, yo, I need to get this fixed. Right. Like it was so matter of fact, which is such a great choice. Yeah. Um, I still don't think she should have ended up with Bill Murray. I'm just not a big fan of mm-hmm. changing your mind about the annoying pest that keeps asking you yeah. out. Like, mm, but besides that, though, and that, that but that's movie storytelling. So I, I can mm-hmm. only be like ankle deep mad at that. Like, it's of course, mm-hmm. especially a movie in the '80s, that's going to happen. But it was, yeah, she had a whole life. Yeah, you know, like she had a great apartment. She had a cool job. Like she was just, uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, like she was smart. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I and I also like her. Honestly, her interactions with uh, with Rick Moranis is so Rick great. Rick Moranis was my favorite. I think even more really than, well, even more than her, just because his. Oh my god, he was so good at that role. Oh, perfect! Like everything perfect. he did was pitch perfect. And what I loved about it so much was like if I knew, and I know guys like that in mm-hmm. real life. They're the worst, and I don't want to be around them, mm-hmm. and I am not as polite to them as Gavorny Weaver was, mm-hmm. but he still was endearing. No, he is. He's he was so... still charming, like, as a, like, hate uh, hate the character, love the performance, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it yeah. was the epitome of that to me. I'm like, this is just, he is, and apparently, like, the scene when he's at the party, it's all, like, a one-liner, or it's a one-shot, oh, it's a one yeah. shot, and, um... Like he's just riffing and like it's just oh my oh, god he's so like good. and then when he's possessed he's pretty because he's still that character he's, but deranged right. but in a really interesting I like actors because that make interesting choices and not yeah. cliche choices mm-hmm. and I think that's why I liked him so much in this yeah because if you see her she's very confident she's actually yeah. more confident and he's mm-hmm. a little bit more goofier which mm-hmm. is uh, very funny and. I just love that he keeps like getting locked out of his house. He keeps, uh, he keeps talking, like he was talking. I don't, I don't know if you caught it when they were talking about the TV. Oh, your TV on, was on really loud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was <laughs> so I played it loud. So I played mine. Right, but I. But before that, he was like, I went out to the ledge and see to see if I could get in and unplug it or something. Oh, so I he that actually part. tried I to get in through the dangerous outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think that's very funny. Yeah. But that's what I mean because it was also not just performed well, but it was written well. Because there's like a lot of things he was saying that's mm-hmm. like that's not normal. Normal people no. don't do that. But he was so convincing in mm-hmm. how he said it, and it was because a lot of people like in the wrong hands of that role, people would be like very self aware about what a nerd they are and right. how socially enough they are. It'd be like almost meta sort of, but he was mm-hmm. just like, Oh no, I did this and blah, 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 blah. And you're welcome. He, he just, he didn't, mm-hmm. he had no awareness about how he was coming across. Like it was effortless. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. He's great. I, <laughs> I mean, that's why I think it really is one of the best casts. As yeah. Well. It's I mean, everybody. Yeah. is great in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then you get the first, you know, when she opens up the refrigerator, Azul is in mm-hmm. there, which is the demon that ends up possessing yes. her. So, uh, yeah, it's. I used to be so afraid of the egg part. I think <laughs> maybe that's why I don't like eggs so oh. much. Yeah. Where the eggs kind of just pop out and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes and seeks help from the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and Phil <laughs> Murray's a creep. 
And yeah, they do the the house tour. And <laughs> I mean, the dumbest thing is when he gets the piano and he's, oh, the ghosts, they hate this. <laughs> like, you don't know that. You have no idea. I have, a, I have a question. How much experience did they have actually busting or capturing ghosts before the movie? Because they were kind of, it sort of felt like they were on a fool's errand. Where they were yeah. kind of making it up as they went, and then they kind of got lucky and captured their first ghost and became like a media sensation. Mm-hmm. Was it just scientific belief that this exists and they could capture them before the movie, or did they ever bust a ghost, so so to speak, before that? No. So that I think the first real interaction, was well, the library? They, it was the library, but then they did say something early uh, before that when they got to the library hmm. when they were talking about the sponge migration. Hmm. Uh, in a certain place and they migrated like a foot and that was supposed to be a paranormal that that was the only other paranormal thing that they had uh, dealt uh, with okay. which is dumb yeah. but I think yeah Ray and Egon had already been working on things like that but when they actually had readings from that ghost that's where they were able to make a proton pack which <laughs> is like a great piece of technology that is you know fantastical but um Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're basically able to get the frequency to be able to tra- trap them, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So awesome, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, and Egon, I think, uh, had, you know, he, I think he had like degree, multiple doctorates in particle physics, right? And yeah, right. Was, yeah. So like their first actual job. They they even say like oh we haven't even had a full test of the backpack or the proton packs, and even before that like they're in a really dire situation because they haven't had any anybody call or anything and right. then finally they do oh and it's filmed at the uh, so the Sedgwick in the in the mm-hmm. movie it was filmed at the Biltmore in downtown Los Angeles oh and uh, that's where I had winter formal one year wow yeah and I remember I was there and I was like huh this place looks so familiar and I was like oh this is the Sedgwick Hotel Mm -hmm. and it was a real trip for me I couldn't believe it and I was like Oh, this is the best dance ever. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It must have been cool to grow up here because there's so many iconic landmarks yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. And uh, I don't think anybody else knew, but I, I, I was definitely like kind of geeking out mm-hmm. a bit on that. And uh, it, But I really like how when they turn on, when they're in the elevator and they turn on the proton pack, raised proton, or um, Dan Aykroyd's proton pack, they try to get as far as they can away from him mm-hmm. because it, it's a nuclear accelerator. <laughs> and yeah, and then they catch their first ghost. Ooh la la. And then um, they become a hit on the town. Yeah, did the whole talk show circuit and mm-hmm. we're making the newspapers and Time Magazine, I think I saw in there. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely Casey Kasem yeah. was there. Larry King as well. Was Some that pretty, Larry King? I think so, Dan right? Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. I kept trying to or figure that out because it was like his, You can. I didn't get a good look at his know. face, but it felt like a Larry King show. Yeah. But it was the maybe 80s, so maybe he would have looked yeah. different. I don't know. We can look it up. Yeah, we'll look it up later. And yeah, it was very it was very fun to see, uh, yeah, see how that you know getting out into the world with this new 
newfangled like oh mm-hmm. paranormal world that we they live in you know it, it's so strange it almost felt more sensational that they were heroes than the fact that there were ghosts being proven to be true yeah <laughs> which right. <was> funny <laughs> i know and i know because it's like three goofy guys and because the reality is so many people would be like oh my god i'm afraid of ghosts and like Mm-hmm. be nervous at the fact that this was being confirmed as true yeah but instead it was the hero's journey so yeah yeah i think uh yeah i think they just had to like focus on that oh yeah sure. i don't di- i don't disagree with the choice mm-hmm. i'm just saying it's like it's interesting yeah. suspension of reality slash it's a little bit of a different world that they're living in it's yeah. it's like basically like another universe that's very similar to ours yeah. but just different enough yeah just the slightest mm-hmm. yeah and there's more uh yeah, there's definitely like more to their world mm-hmm. than than ours. They they keep it such so grounded. Yeah, that it yeah that it's not like yeah it because I think if they would have done Dan Aykroyd's version, holy smokes, there would have I it mean it would be really a hit. different movie. Yeah, and I think with this, it was so natural, and the progression of everything just kind of like works out great. And um, honestly, that scene where the hands come up and grab her, that was the scariest (laughs) thing when I was a kid. I would have been so petrified if I saw this as a kid. Oh, yeah. It was so scary for me. I I definitely was, yeah, when I was a kid, it was just a, such a scary concept. You know, just having hands come out and grab you. Yeah. And then she obviously turns to the, she turns into Zool. And I think uh, Lewis turns into a creature called Vince Clortho. That's the uh, the key master. What I loved about that, though, was like the Ghostbusters had to do research on who Zool was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, there's so many movies and television shows that if they were not made for another decade or two, it, it the plot points would be so different because mm-hmm. this was pre-internet. Yeah. It would have been such a simple google check you know like who's zool you know but the fact that they had to like go to the library look it up like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff i'm like huh that's always just so interesting to watch media that's not even that old but old enough where the world has changed like tremendously yeah for sure yeah absolutely but there's so many scary movies that i see now where they have to get rid of the cell phone you know like (laughs) they have to have a plot device or they have to make it in the 80s you know, so like yeah. there's a lot of throwback horror and I think because of that reason. And yeah. even same thing with like Seinfeld though. Like Seinfeld yeah. would be a very different show now because mm-hmm. so much of it revolved around like running late to things or mm-hmm. being lost or yeah. like you know, airports right. like not knowing if someone landed, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like yeah. Because when you have to meet people now, it's so easy, and mm-hmm. uh, and we take it for granted. We definitely we take can it run for late granted. all the time because we can mm-hmm. text people that yeah. we're running late, yeah. as opposed to just making them stand around thinking that we've been in an accident. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying we should run late, but like, eh. yeah, when you know you're not yeah. going to alarm anyone, it does take the stakes out of it a right. little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure, it's definitely not like a life life or death thing. Mm-mm. I mean, shoot, even looking up like show times for a movie, yeah. and and it's just. Yeah, it's a crazy world. And that's why, yeah, I, I think you're right. It would have been a very different thing. But, yeah, I think they had the know-how. And uh, But I, I, one, one of my favorite things of, of, about the part where they do get possessed, at least uh, at least uh, Rick Moranis' character, is when he's trying to get into that 
that fancy uh, restaurant as mm-hmm. he's being attacked. By oh the... yeah. I knew that was a scene. I knew that was like a famous ghostbuster <laughs> location. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's the scene. Yeah. 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 And then he gets caught and nobody helps him. <laughs> nobody. Yeah. New Yorkers <laughs> yeah. stay in your lane only in New York. Right. And, um, and I do. And yeah, that was another thing. I think you touched on it a little bit ago, but when Sigourney Weaver is possessed, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Murray is not a creep about it. And he could have totally no. been a creep, but he was not. He was... Instead of date rape, he could have, like, possession raped her. <laughs> yeah, or something, you know. And especially since she was coming on And so he even called it out. He's like, well, usually I like my women to not be possessed. Or I forget what mm-hmm. the exact verbatim line yeah. was, but it was something pretty close to that. Well, they're, they're, one of my favorite lines from it was... Uh, when she was like, I want you inside me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there's at least three people in there already. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah. And, you know, but but it does show that he's actually like legitimately concerned about her. He, it's not just like a physical thing. He's like actually yeah. like, concerned about her. Yeah, and he her. has a moral compass mm-hmm. somewhere in there, despite yeah. that he seems kind of boundaryless otherwise. <laughs> right. And then, um, yeah, and then when uh, Rick Moranis is possessed he he his physicality just becomes so much funnier he keeps giving things to uh harold ramus mm-hmm. he keeps grabbing like here here's the uh a, a pan here's the here's the lamp like he just he doesn't know what to even do because he's not even like a... He's so confused. It's like the least powerful possession ever. Mm-hmm. You know, because even when he's in the straitjacket in the ambulance, mm-hmm. like there's something about the physicality of yeah. that that's just so funny to me. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. He's just kind of like, hey, I'm possessed. I'm, I'm in a straitjacket. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Weird. And he just kind of like lets it, lets it happen kind of. Yeah, like kind of a pushover possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I've never seen that. I think that's why I was so charmed by his role in it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. You've seen, you know, the, the guy you don't want to talk to, but there was just so many different notes to how he played it and mm-hmm. like the fact that even him being possessed he was still kind of a meek person yeah he <laughs> I've was i've never seen that before that's hilarious like yeah. in of itself that's just a nice little like baked in joke <laughs> yeah and and then we get some good lines between harold ramus and uh uh janine the, mm-hmm. the secretary where she is oh my god you're such a humanitarian to help him and he was like, I don't think he's human. <laughs> but, and like just shooting down everything literally that she says. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's gold. It's very, very. I loved Harold Ramis. And the, the, yeah, that's why he mm-hmm. was kind of my favorite. It yeah. was just the dry delivery of everything he said. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. always like a slow burn. Like, <laughs> yep, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think we didn't even talk about it, but like when they open up the trap for the first time, they're mm-hmm. like, don't look at the trap. And then Egon's like, I looked at the trap, Ray. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> okay. Yep. You're good. You're you're fine. You survived. I like that they didn't make them like, because I feel like now, like look at like Jurassic World, for instance. Mm-hmm. You have a Chris Pratt being the hero. Yeah. And he's all bulked up and mm-hmm. a lot of people find him attractive he's not really my type but he's mm-hmm. he's conventionally attractive mm-hmm. um i like that they made the heroes kind of your everyday men yeah like bill murray right. thought he was kind of a god i think in his own mind mm-hmm. but like they still weren't they weren't bulked up no. they weren't um charming and witty and yeah. they happened to be scientists of the paranormal yeah. they were all just like 
dudes that had a lot of blind spots which can be the case in any specialty i think like sometimes like the further along you go in like a doctorate degree or whatever uh the more you can get nerdy you know Mm -hmm. and like less aware of the world around you in in a weird way so i like that they played that relatively verbatim if like Mm -hmm. these were people that were really busting ghosts in real life this would probably be their personalities yeah they're you know, they're not super athletic at all. No. You know, they're just kind of like figuring it out as they're going. And and yeah, in that first one they, they mess up so bad. And then and then you kind of see like their confidence building though, you know. It's like, an everyman's journey, kind yeah. of. Like they're all smart, they're all capable, but mm-hmm. they're it's not a given that they're gonna win. Yeah. At all. Exactly. So I think that's this movie was weirdly refreshing despite that it's thirty plus years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a it, yeah, it's it's not something that really happens as much anymore. And then we start getting the conflicts with uh Walter Peck, which is the environmental dude, mm-hmm. and uh he he shuts down everything and and really really screws up New York City. Do you it imagine really being does. in New York? Not happening. Just like a bunch of ghosts being let out. Pass. All at Hard once. pass. Hard yeah. pass. No, thank you. Uh, it's still, yeah. It's it's always pretty bad, but like that's even worse. And then yeah, they they get arrested and everything. Mm-hmm. And I I do like when they're in the prison, everybody is just hovering around them because they're trying to strategize while yeah. they're in prison. Yeah. They let them keep all the blueprints mm-hmm. and everything, and they're explaining exactly what happened. So what it is is this building was built the specifics were to conjure uh sumerian gods and or yeah no it's not babylonian because they actually correct uh winston on that but the you know it, it was basically a person who was a leader of a cult right and right named evo shandor after world war one he he said that humanity's too sick to survive so he wanted to bring about the end of the world and so he built the place that um uh, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis live at, mm-hmm. and they, you know, which was it, a beautiful building interior. Oh the whole nine, God. I was drooling over it the whole time. That Not the point great... you're making, but I just wanted to interject. Real no, fast. it's a great place. It is a real building, but I can't imagine the interior is the same. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But I think they had to make it taller. Like they, they did some special things. Yeah, I read to... about that too. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it was like a cult leader. And I remember when I watched it as a kid, I was like, wow, that, that guy's a really bad guy. He's trying to destroy humanity. And now I'm like, oh, I wish he would have succeeded. <laughs> Anyways. Um, You're the bad guy now. now You're I'm the, bad the villain. Guy now. It's a twist. <sighs> Life twist. Clark is the villain. Yes, I'm the villain. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think it's really kind of cool because there are, uh, you know, I know that Rick Mar- or, um, not Rick Moranis, uh, Harold Ramis changed a lot, but there are still a lot of things in it like that mm-hmm. that are still solid, yeah, lore, jargon that they left in. And I, and I do really like that scene where they're they're explaining why all this stuff is happening all of a sudden. Yeah. Then they get to talk to the mayor. I love that scene, too, where they're talking to the mayor and the mayor is asking, like, oh, shit, what, are, what do we do? He, the mayor is freaking out because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's ghosts everywhere. And they have Walter Peck in there from the EPA saying that these people are criminals. You need to lock them up. And one of my favorite lines in that is, I keep quoting, I'm like quoting, you don't need to watch the movie, I'll quote everything, is when they're saying, oh, Dick, when Dickless here mm-hmm. turned off the uh, the power. Is this true? 
Yeah, this man has no dick. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was like, yeah, we've heard a lot of dick humor since the 80s, but the way that was delivered was a different, like, because yeah. it was just such a dry, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. even as a new savvy 2022 viewer, I was like, right. oh, yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Killer, killer. And may, that may have been improvised. I'm not certain. I Probably. Think. Yeah. And <laughs> that was just so funny. And they do end up convincing because they say, oh, you would save all these voters in the in the city. Mm-hmm. And so you, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they get to... Uh, Get to the final boss, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they go to back to the... The ultimate Bowser, if you're a Mario fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a pretty... It's a scary situation. And mm-hmm. they get to... They get there and they meet Gozer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but they have to go up like 22 flights of stairs with backpacks yeah. i think i think they like, were really heavy in real life i read yeah, that yeah they're, and they all complained about it low-key <laughs> yeah i think it was it was meant to do that too just because they needed to have the real heft to it i think mm-hmm. it was like 60 to 80 pounds or something which is insane and yeah they had to climb up the stairs with it uh <laughs> which must have sucked Oof. Um, no, thank you yeah and they get up they they get to see Sigourney Weaver and Harold or Harold Ramis uh Rick Moranis turn into the uh Zool and Vince Clotho yeah. and then we finally get to see Gozer mm-hmm. so basically they turn into uh yeah they turn into the dogs basically yeah Ray goes up and asks or he they're they're trying to figure out what to do and then they say, go get him, Ray, like the way they did in the library. It was like mm-hmm. a callback. And Ray's like... Wait, which one's Ray? Oh, shit. Um, Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Um, yeah, so Dan Aykroyd was saying, we're, uh, as, a, as a representative of the state, city, and count, or state, county, and city of New York, I I ask you to go back to your own dimension or any parallel mm. dimension that's closer. And then she asks if they're a, or if they're a god. Yeah. I must have looked down to check a text message or something because oh. like okay, the one thing even though I did not see the plot points coming in this movie, like I I sound probably like a dumb blonde right now, but hear me out. I knew that we were getting towards the end by the time this was happening mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to end victorious. So I because why would it not? Um, mm-hmm. So I probably let myself get whatever was distracting me. I probably looked down from the screen oh, and okay. just was listening or something. Because mm-hmm. hence it's not visually jogging any memories for me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Again, I've also been very sleep deprived. But also, I want to bring up another point because it does feel related. All of the famous ghosts from the movie, like the Marshmallow guy and even mm-hmm. Slimer, they have really small roles. Right. Which is incredible because I knew who they were based on like five collective minutes of screen time. Mm -hmm. And same with this Gozer lady Mm -hmm. now. Um, Yeah, I think I remember her being on the roof, but I don't remember much about it. But like, I just think it's so interesting that they have become such big characters, despite Mm -hmm. that they... Like, I thought going in that the Ghostbusters would be like battling Slimer the entire time. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know how the Marshmallow person was going to fit in. Mm -hmm. So it's like they have all these characters that they kind of beat relatively quickly or they Mm -hmm. come back or whatever, but it's not like 
yeah. the main enemy or like, you yeah. know, so like I was impressed with, again, the intricacies of this world, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let's finally watch it. People. I oh, okay. yeah. was, I, okay. I'm so sleep deprived and just, there's some stuff kind of going on with me. So I, I, I guess I tuned out for that very, uh, important part and i apologize oh yeah it's fine (laughs) but yeah uh, another thing about slammer slammer is a prominent character in the real ghostbusters cartoon okay that makes more sense okay Mm -hmm. because i'm like wow he had like five minutes of screen time and he was on all these juice boxes for the rest of time (laughs) he's in he's in the second movie pretty relatively prominently Mm -hmm. um but yeah definitely in the cartoon he's in every episode he's like their mascot in that so i think that's probably where he kind of gets a little bit more gotcha you know embedded in culture yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah so then uh yeah so then yeah gozer the gozerian comes and uh zaps them a little bit mm-hmm. uh and they shoot her, they shoot her with the right and she disappears they're like oh we did it this is great we mm-hmm. did it and they were uh they thought that they're victorious and then she asks them or they ask uh, it's genderless they're asking if uh to pick a pick a destroyer and everybody, like, okay, everybody clear your mind. So I remember, okay, I remember, this is where the marshmallow guy mm-hmm. comes in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, Dan Aykroyd, uh, he is, he thinks about something that would never hurt him. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, the marshmallow, the marshmallow man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there, there's one of, actually probably my favorite line, uh, from Harold Ramis when he, they're all trying to come up with a plan and they're like, okay, Ray's gone. Bye-bye. Uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what Bill Murray. I'm, I'm kind of, to be honest, kind of a dumbass. They already established that he didn't study, uh, in, in that uh, prison scene. Mm-hmm. And, but Harold Ramis says wh- when he's asked, like, what do we do now? He's just says, I'm actually I'm too terrified for rational thought, <laughs> and <laughs> that's that's all he says. I'm terrified beyond rational thought. Yeah. God, we should say that more in everyday language because yeah. so much uh, of our reactions to things are irrational. So yeah, yeah. So he was like, it's amazing. I'm gonna just check myself out because I don't. So we should all do on. when we're afraid or stressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so he. Uh, but but then he comes up with the plan, and they had already established that crossing the streams is a very bad idea. That's right. And his idea is to cross the streams because uh, there might be able to, uh, they might be able to close the door. Didn't he say there's a very slim chance that it oh, might yeah. not? There's definitely a very slim chance that <laughs> yeah. we'll survive. Yeah, and the way it was worded tickled me. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah brilliant, uh, brilliant in that. Uh, which I'm so glad that he was. I couldn't imagine anybody else playing him, to be honest. Yeah, he's great. He's really yeah. great. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and you know, we start seeing the the, the marshmallow man mm-hmm. coming, and he's just he's uh, yeah, he's terrorizing everyone, which is very. Uh, he steps on a church, and at first he has like a big smile on his face, but then when they start shooting him, and I, one of them. The best effects on there was when they're shooting from, they're shooting the proton uh, beams from the top of the building. Like it looks, I was looking at that, and I'm like, God damn, that looks so good. Like 
it just was perfect. Yes, I mean the special effects were good. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Despite that they're decades old, it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean because like the Marshmallow Man is literally just some guy in, in a suit, but they did such a good job with the miniatures. They, I mean, they really, it looks it looks great. And yeah, so they get there, they cross the beans, boom, kaboom, of course. Denzel. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they just get to. Uh, they get everybody just gets a bunch of marshmallows on them, which is very fun. Nice touch. And there's a really good shot of uh, Walter Peck, the EPA guy, mm-hmm. getting a bunch of marshmallows just like mm-hmm. just washes over him, which was hilarious. That's what he gets for mm-hmm. for he gets protect- marshmallowed. Yeah, for protecting the environment. That's what you got. <laughs> we should throw marshmallows at like climate deniers now. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Maybe I'm down do if you're down. Somewhere. PETA can like throw paint on people's fur jackets. We can yeah. marshmallow people that oh, deny yeah. climate change. Absolutely. That's just being the change we want to see in the world, if you ask me. Yeah. And uh, exactly. And it, it's a lot more fun. Even the puffy or the stuff that's in the uh, the jars. the Like the Lucky Charm type harder marshmallows? Oh, no. The... Like the gooier one. Oh. The, the yeah. gooey stuff. I don't know how to get it out. I've never used it before. I hate marshmallows so much, so I'm not very mm. familiar with yeah. the, the species of candied. So you must stuff, have hated but... this then. No, I mean I'm not like it's not that deep. I just don't like. To oh hate no, I was just I was just joking, but yeah. You'd be surprised. Uh, yeah. There are some things that could be triggering because I don't like it. So mm-hmm. joking or not, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> okay, yeah, but. Uh, it totally, I mean, the way that it blows up, it looks like they're dead. Like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have survived that, but maybe they got behind something. I don't know. Uh, but they ended up coming out victorious. And and I like how it just sort of subtly ended. Like, the credits kind of yeah. started playing relatively fast. It wasn't like this, like, uh, pan to uh, Bill Murray, Murray and Scaborne Weaver getting married. Like, it, you know what I mean? There was nothing extra to it. It was just mm-hmm. like, we survived. We did it. Yeah. Daylight's happening. Everyone's right. applauding. It's like an impromptu parade almost. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like credits are rolling. Like yeah. I actually appreciated the understated ending of it all. Yeah. They didn't put a hat on top of a hat. Yeah, they were just like, We did the thing that we needed to do. Moving over. Let's get out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, of course there's you know, stuff that they do cover in the sequel. We will debate whether we I low key did or not, not realize that there was a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you see the 2016 one with yeah. Melissa? Was it? Did you like it? I liked it a lot. You did okay because a lot of people didn't like it. I, I get. No, I don't. I don't get why people didn't okay. like it. It was very Ooh, funny. Hot take. Okay. I, I I personally thought it was funny. Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon. Holy shit! Wasn't what Leslie fuck, what's Leslie her name? Jones? Yeah. Fucking amazing cast chris hemsworth is so funny in it Mm -hmm. uh neil casey is very funny in it i think it was such a good movie and i i that's why i kind of hate a lot of fandoms like Mm. i think that's really the the shitty thing about you know coming out with anything everybody has all these opinions and you could just I didn't. I I didn't watch it. It wasn't that I didn't want to watch it, but I just heard you know negative that, things about yeah. it. Yeah. But I watched it, and I was like, "This is hilarious. This is mm-hmm. funny. It's one uh, like a criticism that people had about it, and which I understand, and I do have a bit of yeah uh, criticism. 
is that they it basically that they had to start from the beginning mm-hmm. instead of just being in that world already. Mm. Uh, you know, and just having like new people take over the man. Oh, because it was like a reboot where they were kind of telling the same story yeah. but with women, right? Yeah, exactly. That makes sense, though. I kind of get and, that. And it was like I was fine with it. And mm-hmm. you know, they had a different like Chris. They did Rich- it with she's all that. He's all that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they yeah. can do it with Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, I I thought it was good. I think it's worth. I think it's is it is it better than this one? No. I do think it's better than the second movie, Ooh. which I know I would probably get if people are probably going to get mad at Clark me about that. social media yes. in the comments. Uh, the do second it. one, I remember watching the second one and being actually a little disappointed by it. A little disappointed by it. There is sequels a few things. Tough. Yeah, sequels yeah. are tough. So I understand that. Um, but I did really like Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I think is great paul rudd is in it and i'm like it's ghostbusters afterlife oh it's uh so it's the third movie um good lord there's so many movies and cartoons about mm -hmm. this franchise i did not totally realize oh yeah for sure you know the cartoon was great and again going back to it i truly i love the video game so much because harold ramus and dan Aykroyd came back and wrote it Oh, cool. Um, and it's basically the third movie. It takes place like a few years after the second movie. But all the voice actors came back. Bill Murray. And the thing is, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis famously had a falling out after they, um, they after did. Groundhog Day. That's another one I haven't seen. Wow. Okay. Oh, we should watch it for February. Oh, for sure. Actual yeah, that'd be good. yeah. But like, uh, like they had a famous falling out. And so there was a, a bit of... Yeah, they hadn't worked together. There were always talks about like reunions, like let's do another Ghostbusters. Mm. But it was always like Bill Murray didn't want to do it and Harold, mm. you know, they were just mad at each other. But they came together for this video game, That's which amazing. is, and it and it's really well written. And, you know, talking about like the world behind it, like you didn't get to get into it a lot in the movie because, you know, it's a two hour movie. But in this video game, they let you, there's so much extra stuff, and I'm convinced that it was just a bunch of notes that like uh, they Dan Eckford had. Yeah, and it's also like as a writer, because um, I'm very into writing. I think part of why I like this movie was I like writing worlds that are basically like our life, mm-hmm. like our timeline, if you will, but are a little bit more absurd or a little bit mm-hmm. more. Wait, is this the 80s or is this the present time? Like, yeah. I'm very into like can, like that part of storytelling. And in order to do that, you kind of have to have a Bible of like mm-hmm. what it is, but that doesn't mean everything makes yeah. every draft, you know? Yeah. So a video game is a great place to like expand right. that universe and be like, no, this had bones to it the whole time. You just, we hid the skeleton and the yeah. names of the different bones and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. And, and in playing it, cause I had read about, you know, the original draft of Ghostbusters and they do a lot of what the original draft was, mm. Dan Aykroyd's draft. Oh, cool. Uh, they get to do it in the video game, like going to different dimensions, like there's a ghost dimensions and stuff. Uh, in the original script, they get to do it in there. There's like a sunken city in the Hudson River. There's mm. like all the stuff that Dan Aykroyd would Dreamed have up. loved to. Have. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I imagine he was like over overjoyed. The day has come. Those. The day has come. My yes, vision's I'll, gonna be out there. <laughs> I'll dust off my version and um, and yeah, I highly recommend it. It actually was recently remastered. 
uh, for the PlayStation and everything. So if you're a gamo, go play it. It's uh, it's definitely a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So that's it. Um, I'm. So. Uh, do you have anything else? No, I don't. I don't think so. Let me uh, just scream. Oh, there's just one line that. I, I liked a lot. I think it was in Bill Murray's direction. I think it was Scavorni Weaver that was like, you don't act like a scientist, more like a game show host. Yeah. I just like that line. No, I love uh, that. that was but just... that's the thing is she's so strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also liked how in the beginning when they were um, interviewing the librarian or, or whomever, they said, do you have a history of mental illness or does mm-hmm. like your family? Because I think that's a whole different topic, but like, like, I don't want to open up too much of Pandora's box at the end of our podcast, but, like, p- so many people have different paranormal eyewitness whatever experiences. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's not a lot of proof for any of this. Anyone that tells you that there is proof of ghosts, mm-hmm. it, they have not been peer-reviewed. It is not yeah. scientific fact. And so you have to wonder, especially the more we learn about the brain and mental illness and uh, people that do, like, hallucinogenic drugs and, like, mm-hmm. what's reality and this, that, and the other... It's such an important question to like, you can't just ask a stranger that, but like they were investigating. That's yeah. I like that they, it was grounded yeah. from the jump. Yeah. And they, they had to that. get that, you know, because they probably have interviewed a bunch of people and, you know, yeah, probably had to weed them out like a certain way. But her, her answer is very funny. It's, uh. Um, like well, a great my, uncle or something. My uncle thought he was St. Jerome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is the patron saint of libraries, I read. I, is, which, oh, okay. It That's was a very little funny. Easter egg of a joke. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's... It, it, and, you know, we both have been trained in, in improv. And, like, a big part of doing a wacky world mm-hmm. or a wacky point of view is you do have to have some kind of grounding or justification. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you see it, you can't unsee it, like in scripts and movies and stuff, whether it's improvised or not. And that mm-hmm. was just such a great grounding. Like, let's, they weren't overexcited and just taking her at face value. They're like, yeah. no, we're going to investigate, like, all the possibilities. Of yeah. This. So I was like, oh, this is weirdly grounded. So I just appreciated yeah. that. I think that's Yeah. I think that's great. Because even when they're interviewing Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. they had her on the spectro- or the spectrogram or EKG yeah. or EKG. And they're trying to figure out, like, hey, is she kind of, you know, does she have anything extra going on? Yeah, absolutely. So I appreciated their their weird world that they lived in Mm -hmm. that was still somewhat scientifically based. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of things that they talked about in there that, like, now multiple dimensions, like that's multiverse like that's becoming closer and closer to right being basically true like yeah. yeah and it's and it's used as a plot device so much now and this was kind of yeah. like the first one to really do that it was ahead of its time and yeah yeah didn't it's yeah. crazy i remember watching the the show the universe and um one of the scientists that was regular regular on the show said that when he was in college, black holes were the things of science fiction mm-hmm. that were slowly yeah. becoming true. And then he was like, I predict that multiverses are going to yeah. be that. And I'm like, Woof, I don't know what to think about that, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, I guess this is well, yeah. what's happening. So. I mean, there's so many... I mean, that's always been... I'll be honest, that's always been my opinion about ghosts. I think there's just certain things that we don't mm-hmm. know about 
the world that we live in. You Same. know, it's just I've not had a... ghost experiences. If you're on YouTube, I will link an actual YouTube video that I guest starred on in a podcast mm-hmm. and talked about my main ghost story or the one I'm most comfortable sharing. Um, but like, yeah. So go to if you're listening to this on a podcast, go to our YouTube. Let's mm-hmm. finally watch it. I'll link it for you. But like. For the most part, this is a more interactive story than any other ghost story I have. Because I grew up in historic Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. so everyone believed in ghosts. But except for, like, a little bit of the story that I tell in this podcast where there's some, like, holes that can be poked in, like, this theory. It's, it's, what's it called? I always forget the name of it, but it's the energy. Even, it maybe not even, like, parallel universe, but, like, when you burn energy and it, like, plays, like, a skipped record Mm -hmm. throughout time. So, like, where we're sitting right now whatever this building was, whatever this piece of land was decades ago before it was built, maybe a couple lived here and maybe they were having a fight. And if we suddenly heard screaming and no one was here or like someone throw a dish against the wall, we're not being haunted per se. We're just hearing something that was recorded that happened here once. There's a name for this. I always forget the name of it. Do you know? I think it was an imprint or... But there's like a tape something or like a... I, I, yeah, I don't it's know. It's on the tip of my tongue. I, I know I'm not, not, not going to the get there. I'm not going to yeah. get there, though. But, like, that. You, it, it's a it, loop. It's a loop that happens. Yes. And, and energy yeah. cannot be created or destroyed. So, mm-hmm. we're constantly creating energy that people might overhear decades later, despite that we're not physically here anymore. So, yeah. kind of plays into what you're saying, where there's just a lot we don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, uh, you know, a lot of these in ancient Greece a lot of the mathematicians and scientists were philosophers so like a lot of the theories that they came up with it came from just thinking yeah and just like well what if this is possible and turns out some of those things are possible some things aren't you know like conspiracy theories like the world's flat but you know <laughs> um but amongst other things <laughs> but there's uh but there's a lot of uh yeah a lot of oh I just looked at one of my notes. Reginald Val Johnson was the cop. Um, he was the, the he was he was the cop in the um, in the jail. He's always a cop. Oh my god! I know. But like, I didn't realize he was in the. I missed. That's another one I missed. Yeah, too, yeah. Because he was a cop him. in Die Hard as well, and in Family and Matters. In Family Matters, yeah. That was so. I I was gonna mention that I was like, oh shit. I that's actually crazy. haven't seen. Um, I've seen parts of Die Hard. So I yeah. know he's in it, but I actually we could add that to the list. I haven't really seen that either. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, I missed it. He was in. Go- I, ugh, okay, yeah, I really need to rewatch this movie when I'm <laughs> more of mental sound in mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's been a rough week, guys. Uh, but yeah, so all right, next week we are going to be watching ET, which I've mm-hmm. only seen parts of. Yeah, so I'm very excited because it's another '80s classic mm-hmm. that has a stranglehold on culture yes. that I've weirdly mostly missed. Um, and yeah, please follow us on, you know, subscribe on our podcast, wherever you listen, YouTube, let's finally watch it. TikTok, let's finally watch it. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan, Blairosaurus Rex. Follow me anywhere on social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm Clark Nez, uh, other Clarksy or uh, whatever I change it to later. I think it's future. mostly other Clarksy. When it's I was looking Clarksy, up for yeah. spelling okay. when we were editing, I was like, Oh, yeah. Even if your name is Clarksy, your handle is other Clarksy yeah. a lot of the time, most of the time. So yeah. that's me. That's him. So thank you so much for watching. Mm-hmm. Tune back in next week for ET. Yes. We're going to phone home. I know, uh-huh. that's, I know that's a thing. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and see. red hoodies. <laughs> and red hoodies. Wow. I didn't even. 
We're about to uh, film the intro to that. So, yeah, I'm all warmed up for that now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, Yeah, until then, bye. Bye. (laughs)